1: to talk about what we might see over there this weekend pleasure to go to the guest line and bring on from
2: espn mr david newton david good afternoon how are you good afternoon and great intro song there because it's supposed to be a lot of rain on sunday but my question is can it get any worse
1: yes
3: <laughs> like, oh david well, don't ever record. ask that
1: david don't ever ask we that. ask every monday david <laughs> is it rock bottom and the question is yes but it will probably get worse and uh, we'll see what happens sunday and with the weather david by all the forecasts what this game is going to be i know chris Tabor speaking earlier today saying yeah you know they're obviously taking that account when they're game planning for this game so how do you see the weather and uh, how it impacts what this panther team tries to do on sunday
2: well i mean for for the falcons they love to run the ball so um, I think that's going to increase the chance that they're just going to run it even more. So that's not great for the Panthers. I know they've been pretty good against the run, um, but but again, I they've got a lot to play for. And I, and while I asked Tabor today, I said, have you ever seen any sign of this team just playing to pick up a paycheck like you saw from the Chargers last night? And and he said, no, not at all. And he doesn't expect it on Sunday. So I do expect them to to play hard, but. Um, is with the weather and the way the season's gone is you know how hard you can continue to play I think it's kind of relative and I, I think that that's what would concern me if I was Tabor and, and company because the Falcons I think are going to come with a mindset to be the more physical team and um, I, I think they've got the people to do that with.
3: David we saw Sunday down in New Orleans they, they did take several shots down the field, really none connected, but I would assume that because of the weather conditions, not only the rain, but the wind that is supposed to be here on Sunday, you won't see that. You'll see a much shorter passing game, and I would I would think a, a big emphasis on the running game as well.
2: Probably. Maybe that wind would just blow some of those target passes back on target. <laughs> it just yeah, that was the, that was the thing that really alarmed me more than anything on Sunday in New Orleans was the fact that Bryce was seemed to be more off target than I've seen him at any point this year and I and I actually wrote that I think he did hit rock bottom last week cuz that his completion percentage was the worst I think in the NFL all this season and and to going back to last year when the Panthers played uh New Orleans with Sam Darnold at quarterback I mean it was it was it was bad and you know, he, had, he, he owned up that some of that was his fault, and that was good a good sign to see. But, yeah, I mean, I the weather, if it's going to be what they say it's going to be, it won't be conducive to a passing game at all. So I think you'll see both sides try to run the ball. The Pampers have been really successful. They had, had what, 204 yards last week with Chuba Hubbard, and Miles Sanders really contributing well. So um, I think they've figured out that that offensive line, that's what they're built to do, and they need to do that the rest of the season to to give Bryce Young the best chance to survive.
3: David, how much do you think, if at all, has Chris Tabor been involved in in the play calling so far?
2: Absolutely none. I don't think he uh, wants any part of that. Um, He's he's given that to his offensive coaches to come up with a game plan. Um, he's made it clear when you ask him questions about certain plays and certain calls that you know that's that was on the offensive staff, and so um I think he's kind of given people the the control or the power to do it, what they want to do there and, and letting them do that and kind of run the show. So I don't think he's really making any of defensive calls as well. I think he's just kind of overseeing the whole operation right now.
1: David Newton, ESPN, here in the afternoon rush. David, you mentioned for Bryce, rock bottom. I'm guessing there's still no way we'd ever see Andy Dalton down the stretch. And just in your eyes, say this year they said, you know what, Bryce, you're going to sit back and you're going to watch Andy this season. How much different do you think it would be for the Panthers?
2: I mean, at this point, you might as well let Bryce learn what he can learn out there and, and get comfortable as he can with players you know are going to be around. I think that's why you're seeing him target Mingo a lot, because Mingo's a guy they know is going to be around next year. That's why you see Terrace Marshall's been inactive for three or so weeks in a row, because he probably won't be there next year. Um, so I, I, the only way that you see Andy Dalton is, if, and I call it not wishing anything, but if Bryce Young gets hurt, and, and um, you know he's... He's actually done really well in surviving. That that one tackle he had on a scramble last week where he came down on his head, if you saw the way his neck bent and all, that was a little worrisome, but he bounced right back from that. So um, I, I think it kind of is what it is. They're going to go through the rest of the season and let him do what he can do and um, try to build some confidence for next year and, and not lose anymore when he's already lost.
3: David, with uh, Pierre Hayden Hurst is heading to IR, uh, I guess the, the concern would be uh, just about his you know his health going forward. Uh, d- do you feel like we will see him back on the field next year, or is this something that in the offseason, you know, you could see a decision made by him about his future?
2: No, I was told this is totally precautionary that he's already missed four games. There's really no need for him to come back with all that's going on right now. They just want him to get healthy and um, you know, with concussions, the longer you stay out, the, the more your brain can heal. So, um, you know, he assured me when I texted with him last week that this was not career-threatening, and I've been told that nothing's really has changed. He hasn't had a setback, that this is just a decision. At this point, with the way things are going, there's just really no reason to bring him back and risk anything the rest of this year, give him full time to, to heal everything, and I, I think that makes total sense.
1: Talking with David Newton, ESPN. But, David, that tight end room, I mean, look, it's been bad for a while. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I didn't love the signing when it originally happened. I know people get excited for one catch, Tommy. But how, how do you view the, this tight end group, and does it need an overhaul next year?
2: I, I wouldn't say a complete overhaul. I, I, I think you see some glimpses, actually, from Stephen Sullivan, that he can actually uh, be a threat out there. He's got some speed where he can actually seen him get deep down to – Aside a few times uh Tommy Tremble I still think can be a, a solid player Thomas Ian Thomas who's not going to play this week he's you know he's a solid blocker of the tight end as you can get so they've got the pieces they don't have the they don't have a Travis Kelsey or the Mark Andrews but only a couple of teams have those type players so I, it'll be interesting to see what happens next year I mean if Hayden obviously I think he'll be under contract and he'll come back but a going to depend on where they go with that room on what they bring in as far as the next coach and what he believes you know bryce young needs around him whether he believes he needs that tight tight end or like a, a travis kelsey or he believes they need just more quality receivers so um i don't i don't think it's a complete overhaul but if you know there's a guy in the draft in the third or fourth round and they can afford to use one of those picks there on that, I think you would see him take a, a shot there.
3: David, uh, obviously the big news of the day around the league, Brandon Staley fired. Also Tom Telesco, the GM, fired by the Chargers earlier today. Uh, I guess it comes back to, to Scott Fitter, David, and now as you look back on it, are you now seeing what has happened now in a couple of places even more surprised that Scott Fitter survived when David Tepper fired Frank Reich?
2: No, I mean, I just don't think it makes sense it really makes any difference one way or the other. If you fire him now or you fire him after the season, if that is your plan, um, you know, the Panthers haven't really been blown out or embarrassed to the point that you saw the Chargers last night, and I think that was what kind of sent it all over the edge. I mean, Staley was already on thin ice anyway, and and to have that kind of a game and have players actually quit on you, it looks like they were, again, just collecting a paycheck out there, I think that was the biggest thing. And so, yeah, it made sense there to go ahead and clean house. But um, I'm still not 100% sure Tepper is going to make that move. I think maybe a lot will depend on who he gets as the coach, if he goes after the coach first and and go from there. Because, you know, you never know. The coach may come in and say, I want this person to be my GM. So uh, Tepper, that may be taken out of Tepper's hands if he allows anything to be taken out of his hands.
1: David Newton, ESPN, here in the Afternoon Rush. David, you wrote about it uh, earlier this week, something we've been talking the, the last couple of weeks uh, here and there, and that's this team compared to 2001, the one-win team for the Carolina Panthers. Now, I look, you know, 01, you had Chris Jenkins, Steve Smith, uh, Dan Morgan, rookie class from that season. I thought a lot more things to be excited about, despite uh, the coaching change they would go through. For you, how, how does this season compare to 2001?
2: I mean, first of all, you mentioned some p- key pieces they had, but at that point, nobody knew who Steve Smith was going to be. I don't think he caught more than 10 or 12 passes that year. Um, he was, he was at that point where he was complaining about why he's not being used as a wide receiver more. Uh, he was basically a return specialist. Then Chris Jenkins obviously was a good player. They got to add, you know, Julius Peppers the next year. That made a big difference. And that defense had a lot of good pieces to it. Uh, Mike Menner, who I talked to and a few others. They 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 had some good solid pieces, but there's some solid pieces. I mean, you got Derek Brown, who I think is having a Pro Bowl and All Pro type year right now, and and Brian Burns. You got those two pieces with the secondary. You're going to have most everybody back there. I think you've got the foundational defense to be as good as that unit was in 2002 uh, for the Panthers. So um, again, I, I think that the questions are all on the offensive side, but beyond that. And what I found interesting were the people I was talking to from the 2001 season. Was the concerns they, they they believed that Jerry Richardson, their owner, and um, even Marty Herney, the general manager, the top the management part of the team, was solid there. So they had some faith that things would get turned around. But you know, watching from them from the outside, looking in, and maybe talking to some players from within they they don't feel that confident in, in what's happening with Tepper and and maybe even Scott Fitter for that point. And you've seen so much change here over the last five years. I mean, how can you have that confidence that things are going to get better? So um, Jerry Richman always had that belief in his, from his players Um and, and, I, and I haven't gathered that that's completely the case here, and I think that's where I see the biggest difference is. I mean, you, you still got a rookie quarterback. If, if Bryce Young can get things turned around under a rookie salary, that can you know give you freedom to do a lot of things with your lineup and the rest of your roster uh, moving forward. So there you can help him and the rest of the offense. So I, from that standpoint, there's a lot of positives that could go from what they could do with this group. So, um, again, it's, it's not apples to apples, or it's, 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 it's tough to compare. Some might say the 2010 team was, was even worse when they went two and went 14. Um, but again, it's, I, I do think there are some pieces here in this year, if they can get the right staff and. The owner can leave things alone and let them do their job. That, that can get things turned around, but I just don't think it's going to be short term.
3: David, let me ask you about two pieces you mentioned on the defense: Derek Brown, who, as you said, is having a really, really good year, and, and Brian Burns. And when it comes to contracts, we know Burns. Who knows what's going to happen? Probably gets tagged or whatever. Derek Brown's going to want to get paid here at some point again. If you had to put an emphasis on one of those two. Would you put more on Derek Brown after what we've seen from him this this past this, this, during this season?
2: Well, that's a tough call. Honestly, uh, I think they're both gonna be special players. Um, I mean, ideally, you try to keep both of them, and, and again, they can for next year because they've got one tied up with the fifth year option. The other can put the tag on him. But um, you know, I it's hard to find an elite pass rusher. It's hard to find an elite defensive tackle. So. It's I mean, that's that's a really a tough call. I mean, those are those are two players playing at premium positions, and they're going to have to fill those spots with premium type players to be, you know, a top top of level team. So I again, I think you got to find a way to keep both of them on the roster long term because if you don't, um, then you're kind of really really starting over.
1: David Newton, ESPN. David, we always appreciate the time. Thank you very much.
2: I appreciate. We'll see you at the. Uh, off
3: out there on mark will give my
1: best yeah to you. i'll see you out there don't don't count on bobby there dave there's other things going on that day uh david newton espn always appreciate him hopping on with us here on a friday we'll take a time out we'll wrap things up next my interesting dinner night i will tell you about here 7 30 the game